Welcome to episode number 73 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Anne Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. It has been a minute, team, and I am really glad to be back here. I am sitting in my office in my home, and uh, this summer has been nothing short of exciting, slightly terrifying, um, you know, tumultuous and joyful and, um, you know, fatigue inducing. And so I am really grateful to be sitting here in my home office with some comfy clothes on and Stella girl, you know, in the background recording a podcast for you. And today I want to go through a couple of things that, um, I've been getting, uh, in related to what I've been getting on Facebook, a lot of questions about coaching and private practice. And I just want to go through and answer a lot of them so that for those of you who are considering those as your next steps, you have a resource here. But, but before we get into that, I just want to give you a couple of updates too, because it has been a crazy summer and we're over halfway through the month of July and over halfway through the summer. So, um, so we just got back from a jam-packed time in Denver. Uh, for those of you who follow me on social media, you know, I put a couple of pictures up. We were in Denver celebrating uh, my son and his team uh, who made it into the national tournament for his soccer league. And um, out of 300 teams, they ended up advancing all the way to the semis. So top four teams, they lost in the semis and um, did not go on to the finals. Uh, but they did so well. And it was really fun to be there and to experience it, to watch it. And I've never been to Denver before. I've never actually been to Colorado. And it was amazing. I mean, I actually have a new appreciation for living in the mountains. I've not been in too many places where it's so mountainous. And and I've not ever been into the mountains and up onto a mountain like we did in Denver. We went to, um, I think it was called Pikes Peak, and we took the cog, um, which is essentially like a tram that goes up the mountain. And we got to experience some of the most tremendous views and um, see you know, the col- surrounding Colorado. And it was a gorgeous, you know, crystal clear um, day with uh, just the most amazing views. Um, we went to Boulder. Um, we got to um, walk around and do a little shopping and what a super cute town that is. And we went to so many great little restaurants um, that were all around Denver. We went to, just found some really good um really good tacos. We had good Italian food. We had, we had a ton of stuff. And then we had this lovely, lovely, lovely Airbnb that we stayed at for the week. Um, we had a, um, a gorgeous, like so family friendly, tons of of games for the kids. And you know how Airbnbs go, like sometimes they're a dud, you know, and you get there and you're like, shit, this is not, not what I had anticipated from the pictures, right? A little bit of false advertising on their part. But for the, this, this place was beautiful. It was, the kitchen was well appointed. I mean, um, had it this gorgeous, I mean, like talk about kitchen goals, this gorgeous, um, you know, uh, like corner of cabinets and then this huge island with this quartz top and it was gorgeous. So, um, you know, I kind of lived it up a little bit. I mean, it was just lovely, but, um, but we saw a lot of soccer. We saw, I would say, a good amount of Denver, and um, but really had a, a lovely, lovely time, and and can't wait to go back. It was a beautiful city, and 
Um, you know, I think maybe um, my kids are starting to talk about wouldn't it be cool to snowboard and to ski. And so I don't know, maybe something like a Breckenridge or a Vale is in our future. I'm not sure that might be that might be high hopes, but you know, a girl can dream. So but um, but Denver was amazing. We went and saw Taylor Swift in Detroit It was amazing. My husband got us tickets. Uh, and the two of us went for a um, night out away from the kids and um, stayed in, in Detroit and went to T Swift and the show was so good. Not as good. I'm gonna be honest with you. I went the first time I saw her was for the reputation tour. And I loved that tour. I mean, I love that entire album. I listen to that entire album when I travel because it gets me like in the zone if I got to write some copy for you know, you guys and the emails I'm sending out, or I'm just on a quick flight. And I want to play a little bit of solitaire and do something mind numbing. I throw on Reputation. I just love that album. So, but this, you know, her tour, this, her tour was um, the Eras tour, right? So she went through all of her albums, and um, and so it was good. It was really good. It, it was, uh, but I don't know a lot of the earlier stuff, right? Like I don't know a lot of the um, some of her. I don't know all of her albums. So it was good. We had a super fun time. Detroit is. Um, we found some you know, good restaurants in Detroit to go to and just really enjoyed being together and, you know, seeing T-Swift. It's always so fun. Um, and my husband's a big fan of T-Swift too, which makes it like even more exciting, right? Like we both know all the songs. We're Swifties. We're, we are Swifties, uh, undoubtedly and unabashedly. So which makes it fun. Um, we have so many, um, um, I've got peppers growing here. I've got huge amounts of basil. It's all coming in. I've got these big basil stalks that are growing like wildfire. Um, my sister-in-law um, gave them to me. She nurtured them from, from seeds, got them into these little seedlings, and then I took them from there. And um, I've got basil and I've got peppers. I've got cubanelles and hot Hungarian wax peppers. And I am really excited because those peppers are starting to look good. And um those are soon to be harvested. We've got raspberries and blooms here. We've got the peach tree in the back and, you know, peaches on there. Although that poor peach tree is really struggled a little bit, mainly because, um, you know, apparently peach trees require some, um, you know, toxic chemical sprays that need to go on peach trees when they're in a superhuman environment. And I will not do that because I just feel like I'm not there to like grow fruit and then spray it with a bunch of shit that's going to give me cancer and my kid's cancer. Do you know what I mean? And I won't ask any, my husband's like, just ask somebody else to join. I was like, that's even worse. No. So the peach tree is growing. The The peaches are inedible, but you know what? The damn thing's growing and it's fine. So um, not a problem in my opinion. Um, but we have been, um, we have just been, we have been all over. We're all getting back into Cleveland time, Eastern time rather than mountain time. And it has been a little bit of an adjustment, let me tell you, because I think all the kids, you know, get, and the parents too, we all get used to uh, sleeping in a little bit. So, so um, speaking of which, uh, going back into mountain time, I don't know about any of you, I am headed out. I just bought a ticket for the uh, the Elite NP conference that's going to be hosted in um, Vegas in October. And I'm actually going out the weekend before. My husband and I are going to see U2. And um, I think the Elite NP conference is the 22nd. And I think the U2 com- concert we're going to is maybe the 15th. So um, I'm thinking of maybe even staying that week in between and, and doing some sort of a um, deep dive session for clients or for anyone who's interested in coming. So that's in the works. And so if you are on the West Coast and 
you are interested in some business coaching and some support, don't hesitate to reach out to me and let me know. Those plans are in the works as we speak. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to set up something that I think would be useful, not only for, you know, those of you who are going to the conference, but also for those of you who want some more one-on-one, you know, focused support. So, um, so super exciting. So, all right. And then last thing, this is kind of funny. Some of you will laugh, but I went to pick up my son's phone this morning and do you know what the cover is that is on his phone? It is a picture of a Beastie Boys album. And I mean, it just made me pause because I was like, when did I have children that were old enough to know about Beastie Boys? And we listened to Beastie Boys in the car and like my, the kids like it and I like Beastie Boys. So and my husband loved Beastie Boys. So but I just had a chuckle because I was like, how old am I? Um, and I realize I am old because I understand that my uh, estrogen levels are, you know, fluctuating. Okay. Let me tell you. And, um, and I, so I know I am, I know my age is, is, uh, showing. Okay. But like my kids are listening to Beastie Boys. Like what has the world come to? I have like old, I have teenager in my house. Just crazy. Right. You know, when you have those moments where you look around and you're like, what the fuck? How did he get here? <laughs> but I know how I got here. Cause right. These kids have been in this house, uh, eating all the food out of my fridge. I've been doing their laundry. You know, I birthed the two of them. So I know how I got here. But sometimes it's like one of those moments where you're like, wow, man. Um, So, oh, and then the last thing, the last thing is, um, and I put up a post. Some of you may have seen it on social media. I am almost finished with the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Program. And for those of you, I'll probably do a separate podcast on it, actually, and just, you know, go through some of it. But Um, For those of you who are small business owners and you have been in business at least two years and you have employees, this is a program that you should consider doing. It's like a mini MBA for small business owners and super helpful, but the program's really good. It's intense. There's a lot of content. It reminds me of being back in my MBA program because it's a fast paced, you know, um, 12 week curriculum and there's a lot of content. It's about eight to 10 hours of work a week, but the benefit not only is in the class, but it also gives you access to a great network of other small business owners across the country who are in, who have gone through this program. And I think they've had something like 12,000 go through the program at this point. So I think I'm in cohort 30 in North, Northeast Ohio. Um, I go down once a week to, um, uh, the class is hosted here at Tri-C, which is why if you're a client of, um, Nurses Living the Good Life or a, a business coach client, a one-on-one client right now, you will know that my Thursdays have been blocked uh, most of the summer. We are in our last couple of weeks of the program, which is really exciting because it has been a lot of information to digest. There's a big, there's a, a kind of a significant project that you have to work on and do over the 12 weeks. So it's not like you just show up and, you know, and, you know, like breeze through it, like there is a good amount of work to do, um, but it's totally worth it. So if you are um, interested in that, and that's something that you would like information on, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can just send me an email at ann at anconkleycnm.com and um, just put Goldman Sachs in the um, subject line. So I know um, what it's about. And I'd be happy to refer you to the program because it's a, it's a great program and it's all free. Like it's completely free. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you got to understand, right. It's hosted by Goldman Sachs. They're a lender. And so they want small business owners in there, right. Because they want to be able, they want to have, uh, like, uh, a, a breeding ground of people who are interested in borrowing money. Right. And so from a business standpoint, it makes perfect sense. Why not? If you have super deep pockets like Goldman Sachs, 
hosts this wonderful 12-week free program to help small business owners build their businesses and think big so that when they go to think big and they need some um, capital to do so, that you can then come in as the bank lender and be like, hey, we'd love to, we'd love to help you with this, you know, with a variable interest rate and, you know, line of credit. So, um, so it's not without, right. There is, there is reason that Goldman Sachs invests a lot in this program. It's also really heavily worth it for them to see, you know, more small business owners grow and, and, um, you know, increase their impact and, uh, become more profitable. So, so anyway, so that's coming to a close shortly and it's been a great program, highly recommend it, but a lot of work and, I am ready to be done with it. I have to be honest. So, um, and then, uh, and that's it. Otherwise, we're just, uh, you know, I saw my first patient in my private practice this past Friday. I saw her in person and um, um, what a joy. That was super exciting. Put scrubs on again, got some like special fancy black scrubs and um, and saw my first patient for medical weight loss and hormone therapy which is amazing, right? Just an idea as of probably about two or three months ago. And if you've been in Nurses Living the Good Life and you watch us do private practice in 30 days and now we're launching into kind of the first 90 days of practice and how to make sure that you've got, you know, good flow of clients coming in. It's been like just, it's been incredible. It's been, there have been so many challenging moments over the past I'd say 45 to 60 days. Um, and I have challenged myself in a way that I have not challenged myself in quite a long time. Put myself right back into a lot of moments of discomfort, whether it was just trying to figure out stuff with a lawyer or trying to figure out, you know, new EMRs or um, trying to, you know, build consent forms and, and you know, um, figure out the licenses that are necessary for business owners in the state of Ohio, working with the banks, trying to get the, you know, business credit card for whatever reason, that was a, a that was so much more challenging this round than it was with my first, with my first business. So, um, so, but it has been, the last 60 days have been eventful and I am tired. <laughs> So, so I'm looking forward to, um, I'm looking forward to closing out Goldman Sachs, um, g- you know, getting a couple more patients in the practice and, um, really starting to grow that. So, and, and then, you know, showing everybody in nurse living the good life, um, how easy it is, right. Or we shouldn't say easy. I actually, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say, it's not necessarily easy. It's a simple process, but not necessarily easy. Right. But it's still possible for any advanced practitioners in the state, right, to go out and in this country to go out and to build something. Uh, so um, I'm excited to, you know, go through uh, the next phase of that in nurses living the good life with all the all my clients. So, so I want to um, so thank you for listening to my need to um, catch you, get you up to snuff and up to speed on what's been going around here. I hope you are well, and I hope you have been enjoying your summer and enjoying some of the the interviews that I put out over the past um, month or two. There have been some great interviews. We've got a couple more coming. Um, if you are someone who owns a private practice or you are a nurse CEO and you are living the good life and you want to be on the podcast, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I would love to talk with you and see if you're a good fit. Um, again, just email me at ann at anconclacianum.com. So, so let's talk about um, some of the coaching stuff because I want you to just, I want to make sure that you have an understanding of um, what I know to be true about coaching. 
And there's some kind of gray area here, um, which is why we're going to talk through it. So you, most of you know, I am a certified life coach and I went to the life coach school and took a six month certification program and, you know, got certified and then, you know, have incorporated what is called the model, which is the tool. It is a, um, um, uh, it's cognitive behavioral technique, but there's a little, a small change, uh, to traditional cognitive behavioral technique. And then Brooke Castillo has coined that as the model, right? And so, um, but I got trained in understanding how to use essentially cognitive behavioral technique and how to incorporate that into coaching and hugely useful for me and my clients. And the reason I did that was because when I was coaching in the beginning, I had done an executive coaching program and um, they taught me a lot about um, intentional change theory and about really understanding how to get help someone you know, create a um, future state and say, all right, where am I today and where do I desire to be in six months? And then what's coming up and what's getting in the way and how do I overcome those barriers and obstacles in order to get there with a you know pretty set strategic you know day by day approach. And so that is a really great framework. It's what I teach in um, in coach training, which is and to you know my clients who are in nurses living the good life. But the thing that I found was that there were still a lot of us who were struggling with getting stuck and we were, you know, getting in our own way and we were having issues with people pleasing and um, perfectionism and we weren't going out there and, you know, um, growing our practices and we weren't putting ourselves out in social media. And sometimes we beat ourselves up because we didn't do it right. And right. And so I was really struggling with how to help the person who was stuck. And so when I went to the life coach school and started to learn how to use the model or and, and cognitive behavioral technique, it gave me a great tool to understand how to help people just become aware of what's going on in the level of the brain so that then they could use that to their advantage and learn to outsmart their brains, right? That's the one benefit of understanding. If you understand how your brain works, then you are able to outsmart it when it serves you up some bullshit, right? And you can just call bullshit really quickly and be like, oh yeah, right? And then, you know, make choices that serve you, right? That's the whole premise of um, really in my, now that's my opinion, but that's the premise of what I understand to be true about CBT, cognitive behavioral technique. So I have found in my own practice, you know, that that once I learned that skill, I it was so helpful um, to be able to help somebody, you know, understand why she was stuck and, you know, what was really causing a lot of the, um, you know, the thinking that was causing all those big feelings to come up and then, you know, everything that happened, the results that were getting created because of that. So, so I thought that was really helpful. Now, so in my business, then my business has always been life and business coaching. And more recently we've moved into business coaching because I love business and I love talking about money and I love to talk about making money and making ideas and going out into the world and doing amazing things. And, you know, I love the the aspect of money, but as you know, when you run a business, like we don't just like put all the life shit on hold, right? Like we run businesses, we build businesses, we grow businesses and life still happens. And so it's it's been really useful not only to have the ability to help somebody from a strategic way and almost more of a consulting approach, build a business, but then also to have the skills and tools to be able to help them manage, you know, all the the feelings, all the negative emotions and the frustration and the failure and all the shit that comes up, you know, when you um, when you set big goals, you go all in and you know and you know you get some results, some of which are great, some of which are 
you know, sometimes unanticipated and, and frustrating. So, so that's been so helpful to me. Now, what I've been seeing on Facebook is a lot of people have said, Hey, what do you think about health coaching and, uh, you know, IIN, which is ins- uh, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition? I don't know IIN. I, I don't, I don't claim to. Um, I'm, I'm not familiar with their program, but what I do know, the basics of IAN are that it's a, um, more of a health coaching program. And there are some nurse coach, uh, programs that exist out there. If you're into coaching or you have any interest, the algorithm has probably, you know, sent you, um, some of these, uh, coaching programs that are out there specifically for nurses. And one of the reasons that I didn't do any of those programs, that I didn't want it to be nutrition and I didn't want it to be health and I didn't want it to be a nurse coach program was because I wanted something that was independent of my license. I wanted to learn almost a new discipline that on its own could stand alone and that did not require the board of nursing to be involved. And so that was one of the other reasons that life coach school stood out to me, right? Because there were lawyers and nurse practitioners and doctors and um, you know uh, business owners and coaches and um, electrical engineers and like all, all sorts of like very interesting people, right? Learning how to do coaching totally separate though, as a, almost as a separate discipline uh, than what they maybe had been trained on, you know, prior to in their prior professional lives. And so when I looked at that program, I thought, oh, this is perfect. This is something that will allow me to build something beyond, you know, the board of nursing. And so when I got started in my um, coaching business, it was very clear that it was like, you know, I introduced myself as a life coach and a certified nurse midwife. And and never went the route of health coaching because in my brain, which is a very which is a brain that likes clarity, and a brain that likes um, to have things you know very well divided and and uh, set in, in their own spaces as most brains do. For me, that made a lot of sense, and so so I didn't go the health coaching route. But what's interesting is that I've gotten a lot of questions over the past week because we have coach training. Many of you probably know um, coach training begins in September. And so we are closing coach training actually at the end of this week. And by the way, if you want to get in for coach training, you better get in because the doors are going to open. I've got a webinar coming on tonight. Uh, this will be actually by the time this is released, this webinar will already have been done. But there's a free webinar that we're hosting and then we'll have the cart open um, and you can uh, get in for coach training and sign up and it's only open open for two days. So when you're listening to this, there's probably one day left for you to sign up for coach training. That's something that you want to do. You better get on your horse, www.coachtraining with a K, K-O-A-C-H training.com. Um, and you can sign up for the program. But in we are once it's closed, once the doors are closed, the doors are closed and we're done. We are ordering all of our lovely gifts for all of our coach trainees and um, it's going to be amazing. But but a lot of people, um, I've been getting this question because we've been talking about, you know, coach trainings coming up and I have a lot of questions about like, what's, you know, what about, do I need a collaborator and, and what's the difference between this and health coaching? And I got to tell you, like, again, it comes back to, in my brain, I always wanted to have, it's, I always wanted to have clarity on the kind of coaching I was doing and keep it separate from my nursing license in the event that I ever decided to just drop my nursing license, which I'm not ready to do by any stretch of the imagination, um, clearly, because I just opened a private practice. But, you know, look, the, if the pandemic taught me one thing, the pandemic taught me to be diversified, 
right? I mean, this is why we have 10,000 people in the Side Hustles for APNs group because what happened in the beginning of the pandemic was that many people got terminated or furloughed and lost their jobs because they had one source and they had one source of income. And when all the electives got canceled and when the offices shut down, people who were terminated or furloughed had no access to any kind of revenue and income. And that was literally when I started the side hustles because I was like, well, shit, people are going to need to like probably make some money on the side and we better get our resumes and our CVs together. So we might as well just, you know, put together a group and like start working on this shit. Right. And so that group has taken off and we have now over 10,000 advanced practice nurses in that group, which is amazing. But it, 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 it it's a signal to me that um, and a constant reminder to me that we cannot, or look, you get to choose what you do, but I will not ever again rely on one source of income to make sure that I'm good. No, not one bit. Um, and so, and it's one of the reasons that my business is set up in the way that it is. We have a lot of what I would say it's like pots on the stove, right? Some of them are boiling, some of them are simmering, some of them we just put the water in and they're just sitting there, haven't even turned the the gas on for God's sakes, right? Like the flame is not even on. Um, but the benefit of that is that there's diversification in terms of revenue, and so I don't have to worry about the fact that if one of them tanks or something happens in one industry that you know I'm shit out of luck without any income coming in. I don't like to be in that position. And so when I think about coaching and health coaching and and the nurse coaching programs that are out there, I think they're probably wonderful. I have nothing poor to say about them. But for me, when I look at it, I don't want my nursing license, which is subject to um, either, you know, um, which is subject to a determination by the board of nursing of whether or not I keep that license right? Like I got to do my part, right? I got to, you know, we've got renewal right here in Ohio. If you haven't gotten those emails, you should go and check and see because we're right now, renewal is now open for all nurses and advanced practice nurses in the state of Ohio. But like, right. So like I got to do my part, like, you know, get all my continuing medical education done and, you know, um, pay my dues and all that shit. But like the board of nursing ultimately holds the ability for me to conduct myself as a nurse, either an RN or as an advanced practice nurse in the state of Ohio. And, you know, that's a lot of um, power, shall we say, that they hold, right, in terms of the license, right? They can choose to give the license. They can choose to suspend a license, terminate a license. And so when I look at it from that standpoint, I'm like, look, all right, I've never knock on wood. I don't even have any wood to knock on, but well, there we go. But like, I I don't want to have anything to do with the Board of Nursing, I just don't want, you know how it goes when you have to to even contact them. It's like you wait a bajillion days to get a response. Well, they've gotten better. State of Ohio has gotten a little bit better, but you know, traditionally they are just, they're challenging to work with. And I, it's not, it's again, not speaking poorly about them. Sometimes they are underfunded and they are understaffed. And, and so um, it's not, you know, anything to do with them, but I don't, if I don't have to interact with them, like I'm going to keep it as minimal as possible. So when I think about coaching, I want to have something that's separate, which is why, and that's one of the reasons that coach training that I've created a program that is separate. It builds upon what you already know as an advanced practitioner, but it's not necessary to have licensure as a nurse or as an advanced practice nurse. It's a separate skill set that you can take with you, put in your back pocket, and you can go wherever and do it. 
right? You could go all over this country and do it. You could go outside the country. You could travel to Europe and you could do all your coaching there. I mean, you could go to South America. You could, you could go anywhere you wanted and use that skill to your advantage, right? It's separate from the board nursing and any of the, um, you know, regulations and rules and scope of practice issues and fucking collaborative agreements and all that shit. It's set totally separate. So I, when I think about, you know, coaching and, and, and coach training, I just want you to be, to think this through, right. And be intentional with the programs that you invest in so that you make sure that you are not digging yourself into a hole that puts you at risk of not having an income stream in the event that it's not there. I don't like to be in that position. Never have, never will. And so I always, right. And, and by nature, right. On my Clifton Strengths profile, I'm a maximizer. I know that about myself. So my tendency is always to make sure I'm diversified and that I, whether it's index funds or whether it's, you know, the, the number of, you know, items in my fridge or the number of items that are in my freezer or in my pantry so that I can quickly whip up a meal. Like I like to just, I like to have those options. I like options. And I like to make sure that I have, you know, enough of them, right. So that, I'm not without, right? So I think if you're thinking about, you know, coaching and you're, you know, looking at the nurse coaching and you're like, oh, well, you know, how do I, you know, what's the best one for me? You just have to know yourself best. And then the other piece of this is that you have to understand too, that if you are practicing as an advanced practice nurse, that if you are taking clients and and this comes from having worked with a couple of lawyers over the past few years and then a couple of clients who have gone through this just like I have trying to understand what does the board of nursing say when it comes to coaching because the question that I've been getting a lot is do I need to um you know can I be say I'm an advanced practice nurse and then have a coaching business um but not you know provide medical services but take clients from outside of my home state and I'll tell you something, it's a very gray area. I'm not a, I'm I'm not a lawyer, so I and I don't claim to be, but in my experience, this is what I have um uh this is what I have learned and my interpretation of the law as a not as a lawyer but as just a commoner is this. When you have a nursing license, you are bound then to the state in which you are licensed, right? So if you've got the compact for the RNs, not a problem. You can do RN health coaching of, you know, some element in all those states. Great. If you're an advanced practice nurse, we don't yet have a, a robust enough compact, right? And so um, I think there's only two states in it currently. And so if you're an advanced practice nurse, you're probably going to need to, if you want to see patients outside of the state where you are currently licensed, you need to go and seek licensure, right? And, and get licensed. If you are providing coaching and you're doing any component of that is health coaching uh, or nurse coaching, it's going to be tied to your license. So you can technically only, this is my interpretation of the law, go and provide services to, to clients or patients, whatever category of how you define the people that you serve of that they are residing in states or that the services provided in the state where you are licensed, right? So if I am living in the state of Ohio, but I have a license in Illinois, right? I could provide those services to a patient or client in the state of Illinois, as long as I'm licensed there. And as long as the patient at the time of the visit is within that state, that allows me to provide the service. Now, if you are a life coach, right? Do you have to adhere to any of that? Actually, my interpretation of the law is no, not really, 
right? If I'm a life coach and I'm doing no health components and I'm not using any of my nursing license, I don't, I, I don't, I don't need that, which is how I built my entire business, right? I see, I see clients from all across the country and I provide, and I'm very clear with them. And, um, in the beginning actually, and I think it's, it's in our terms and conditions. Now we used to, before we had a larger program, we used to have a consent form that informed consent form that, uh, clients would sign that said, there's no medical care that's provided. I assume no, you know, uh, care over, you know, primary care or, and that's not the function and purpose. This is for educational purposes only, right? Like you can get disclaimers and terms and conditions, you know, built by lawyers, which are super helpful. And I highly recommend, um, I've used several, um, in my own practice. And, but I'm very clear and upfront with people. Right. Um, and so what the decision that I have made was that, no, I, yes, I can be a life coach and I can coach you know, anybody because I'm coaching them on, on anything and I'm never coaching them on health stuff. Right. Like I just don't do that. Right. I, we coach on life and we coach on business. There's no health component. So in my mind, that's very clear. Now, when you become an event, when you're an advanced practice nurse and you've got some coaching that you're doing, um, and you're incorporating that, that's when I think that, you know, you clearly need to adhere to the standards, the scope of practice, the rules and regs that are set up by your licensing body. And in my case, that's the Ohio Board of Nursing and, um, they are right. And, and so when I function in that capacity, I then, you know, make sure that I am, uh, uh, working in my, to like up, you know, to what my license allows me to do, right? Like no different, right? But the other, and I got another question, you know, this week about, do I need two separate businesses? Again, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not a tax specialist, so I won't, um, I, and neither, you know, nor am I those things, neither do I claim to be. But what I have, again, in my interpretation and in my experience, uh, is that, um, I chose to set up my private practice as a separate LLC and a separate uh, entity with um, its own asset protection and its own, um, you know, own patients, right? Only located in the state of Ohio. And then I have a separate LLC for my coaching business. And that is a, right, it's an entirely different scope. It's different, um, you know, I operate in a different way in that space. It's a different location, um, right. It's, they are two separate businesses. We have two separate, uh, websites. We have two separate Google, my business entries. We have, um, separate accounting systems, separate bank accounts, separate checking accounts, separate credit cards, separate, all the things, everything it's a right. Like it actually, right. From the standpoint of being a business owner, it's actually kind of expensive because you're operating two of everything, right? I'm paying double for accounting services. I'm paying double for websites. I'm paying, you know, I've got different money here and one account for, but you know what? That's how you make it work. And some of you are going to be like, oh God, that seems like a lot of work. And I'll tell you, there is some you know complexity to it, but I mean, look, your life, you get to choose how you're going to make money and what do you want to do? And, and are you going to do it? Uh, what way do you need to do it in a way that allows you to be comfortable? right? Especially if you're kind of risk averse, like I am, I am kind of risk averse. Like, even though I didn't need to have a collaborator because I was doing life coaching, I still actually had a collaborator in the state of Ohio for the first three years of my business. Um, I, because I just thought, you know what, I just want to have it on file and I don't really need it, but just in case I don't want to get, you know, called out by the board of nursing. So I just kept it. I kept my collaborator and then just updated it actually now. Um, 
I have a new collaborator for the state of Ohio for my private practice. And right. So, but, but keeping them very separate. And then um, that has been my interpretation of the law. And again, I can't say this enough times. I'm not a lawyer. This is just what I have experienced. This is just what I've seen my clients experience. Um, this is after talking to at least three lawyers on this now. You know, this is kind of the way in which I operate my business. And I think you just have to, there's no, it's it's a little bit gray because of some of the boards of nursing put coaching in their um, you know scope of practice and use actual word coach. Um, you just need to know your, your number one, your board of nursing, number two, your scope of practice and whether or not coaching is included in that. And then number three, you have to know yourself in terms of how comfortable you are, um, you know, with, you know, um, how you want to set it up and your involvement with the board of nursing, right? So, so this is kind of one of the reasons that, you know, this is why we're offering a coach training program that is not, has nothing to do with health. It is a coach training program that is specifically designed to help people learn how to use their brains better, outsmart their brains, and upgrade their operating systems, right? Um, and nothing to do with health coaching, right? So that this is a standalone so that you never have to, right? If something goes awry with board nursing or with your license, or you're just like, you know what? I'm out. Like, I'm just done with this shit. Great. You can retire that. You can have your coaching um, certification and you can go out there and coach and make money. And still provide yourself with, you know, the opportunity to create financial stability and revenue generation and wealth creation and all the fun shit, right? That's what I want for you. So, so I hope that answered it. I, this is, um, a, I think this is a, again, a gray area and it would, um, you got to decide, right? Like what you're comfortable with. And, but I would absolutely positively make sure that if you are in a coaching business or in a private practice, that you have a great lawyer that you can go to with these questions and get some sort of clarity. Because if you go to the board of nursing, they are going to probably tell you, like one, one advanced practitioner re- reached out to me and she said, I contacted my board of nursing and they were really nice and helpful, but they told me that I needed to contact every board of nursing in 50 states to understand what they're doing. And I was like, oh my God, Ugh. right? So and I'm not about to do that, right? But that's the board of nursing being like, we don't know. So you figure it out. So you just, so this is what we do as business owners. We go out and figure it out, right? And as nurse CEOs, we just take it in our own hands and say, all right, we're going to figure it out. We're going to go, you know, get a great lawyer and make sure that we have a good interpretation of the law and that we understand it and make sure our I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And that's what we do. That's it. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's all I got for you. And for a lot of you who are just like, wait, what if I don't, what if I'm in a state that has full practice authority? It's one less thing that you have to do, right? It's just one less person you got to pay to do the work that you like to do, which is fantastic. So I, um, so if you are in a state with full practice authority, do you need a collaborator? No, it's amazing. You get to choose kind of how you want to set up your services and, you know, if that, those include coaching, um, you know, but you don't have to get a collaborator for, um, you know, if you are in a state with full practice authority, right, you don't need a collaborator, right? It's like, it's a wonderful thing. Not the case here in Ohio, uh, because we still have a, um, a collaborative agreement or, uh, that is, in, or it's called a standard care arrangement that is in place. So, um, all right. Okay. That's what I got on coaching. So remember doors closed for coach training soon, very, very soon. You got probably about a day or two after this podcast comes out. 
Um, and if you want to add coaching as a skill set into either your existing practice to help your patients get better results, or if you want to build your next, um, you know, the next iteration of your career with coaching, this is a great program for you. So, um, and we're hosting it in September here in Cleveland and, uh, we're going to spend some time together and then over the next six months, we're going to work together and get you ready, uh, so that you understand the art and science of coaching. So you are ready to go and start making money as a coach. So, all right. I wish you all the best. And uh, if you have questions, um, www.coachtraining.com, coach with a K. And, um, or you can reach out with an email to Ann at annconcleacnm.com. So I hope you all, all are well. Enjoy the rest of your summer. We'll be back. We've got some great interviews um, coming up. And uh, let me know if you've got some topics that you're like, hey, can you talk about this? Yeah, send me a message. Let me know. Happy to, uh, happy to answer those questions. All right. Take care.